وقال الله ان الله has said لا تتخذوا do not take الهين two gods اثنيني two two again is for emphasis that Allah has said to us that do not take for yourselves two gods two is the minimum plural isn't it it's the minimum plural one is one it's not plural if you want to make that plural what do you do you add one more so two لا تتخذوا الهين اثنين if two gods are not allowed if you cannot even associate one partner with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala associating two would be okay three would be okay four would be okay no if two is not allowed then what does it mean more than two of course is not allowed we are not allowed to associate even one partner with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now there are people who believe in two gods they say a god of good and a god of evil this belief is also incorrect Because when we believe in decree, in qadr, what do we believe in? That khayrihi wa sharrihi. Good and evil are both from who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is the one who decides. Yes, shaitan, he brings evil to us, but that is also by whose permission? Allah's permission. So do not take for yourselves two gods. Why? Because innama, indeed not but, huwa he is ilahu wahid. The reality is that He's only one God. فَإِيَّايَ فَرْهَبُونَ So only me you should fear. Fear only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not other than Allah. Don't fear anyone as much as you fear Allah. Don't love anyone as much as you love Allah. Don't respect anyone as much as you respect Allah. Don't have hope and trust in anyone as much as you should have hope and trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَإِيَّايَ فَرْهَبُونَ Because He is only one God. And He is the one who truly deserves worship. Because He has Tawheed Rububiyyah, the right of lordship, as well as the right to be worshipped. Tawheed Uluhiyyah, He's the only one who deserves to be ilah, who deserves to be worshipped. Because He alone created. When He alone created, He alone deserves worship. So fear only Him. Now if you think about it, if there were two gods, like some people find this very logical, okay, God... The Creator, He is very good. He's all about love and mercy and kindness. So we cannot say that God allows any evil. So when there's evil, where is that coming from? It's coming from the you know, source of all evil and that's the devil. Apparently it seems very logical. But no. Shaitan, yes, he does evil. He spreads evil. But he is not God. Don't fear him. the way you should be fearing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't obey Him and worship Him the way you should be obeying and worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The fact is that for any system to run properly, you have to have one head, one in charge, one manager, one owner. And you know what happens when that number increases from one to two. What happens? There's chaos. Who do you listen to? Who is it that you're answerable to? One person is giving one instructions and the other is giving other instructions. You know like in families where the role of the father and the role of the mother is not all too clear. So then the father says, Oh, ask your mother, she's the boss. And the mother says, oh, I don't know what to say, you have to ask your dad. And sometimes parents do that deliberately. Hmm? But uh, when this happens, then children are in confusion. That who are we supposed to listen to? 
So even though both parents have authority, who has the final say in certain matters? The father. And in certain others, like inside the house, who has the final say? It's usually the mother. So there has to be one captain of a ship, one bus driver. So this huge universe also, how is it possible that it could be under two gods? No way. There is only one God. In Surah Al-Anbiya, Ayah 22, Allah says, لَوْ كَانَ فِيهِمَا آلِهَا إِلَّا اللَّهِ لَفَسَدَتَا Had there been in the heavens and the earth gods, multiple gods, they would have been ruined. The sky and the earth would have been ruined by now. Don't you read about this ruin in Greek mythology? Huh? And to him belongs everything that is in the heavens and the earth. He is the owner because he is the creator. He is the Malik. And for him is a deen, meaning worship, that is wasliba, continuous, constant. Meaning he alone deserves a deen that is constant. Remember the deen means amal and it also means jaza. It means action and it also means recompense. Maliki yawmiddin. What does it mean over there? Recompense. But remember that recompense, reward, punishment, it comes after the action. Okay? So the word deen is also used for action. Which is why religion, what is it called? Deen. Because religion is all about action. So walahu deenu wasliba. Deen over here means ibadah. Ta'a. That he deserves worship and obedience that is waslib. Waslib means continuous, perpetual, never ending. Wasab is basically used for marad, illness. Have you ever uh, been sick for like, let's say two days? I'm sure you've been. What happens by the end of the first day? You feel as if you've been sick forever. Which is why you complain as though you've been sick for an entire month. Sometimes if your hand gets burnt, and even if it's a very small burn, you wonder, is this pain ever going to go away? So illness and pain, it brings that feeling that this is going to go on forever. It's never going to end. So from this, the word wasab is used for the continuity of something. When something is perpetual, constant. So walahu dinu wasliba, meaning he deserves worship always. Forever and for always, without any break, without any cessation, he deserves what? Obedience, worship, sincerity. Think about it, this heavens and the earth, how long have they been existing for? So long. And from the beginning they're obedient to who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So then, um, if we have been good one year, can we say, I'd like to take a break now? I've been so good with my prayers, come on, I need a one year break. I need one month break. I need a one day break that I don't have to pray at all. Please. I've been really good with my hijab. Just give me five days when I don't have to wear hijab. I've been really good with my clothing. Just give me one day, you know, my wedding day when I don't have to worry about my salah, I don't have to worry about my haya, I don't have to worry about my hijab, nothing. Just one day. Can we have that? Why? Why not? Because walahu dinu wasliba. What if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, that okay, one day you're not getting oxygen. You've had it for 20 years of your life. So one day it's okay. What's the big deal? We would die. We would die. We could not live. Then how can we say, okay, one day, please, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, allow me to not worship you and allow me to sin and allow me to do whatever I feel like doing. No. 
وَلَهُدِّينُ وَاسِبَ Not just in Ramadan, not just on Friday, not just in the masjid, not just at home, not just when the parents are around. No, forever and for always. Because He deserves worship. He deserves worship. And if you think about it, the heavens and the earth, everything is constantly obedient to Him. Then what about us? أَفَغَيْلَ اللَّهِ تَتَّقُونَ Is it other than Allah that you fear? Because sometimes it's the fear of other people, right? Which holds us back from obeying Allah. You know, with certain people, it's very easy to obey Allah. But when we are with certain others, we're like, it's okay. It's okay if I don't pray this one day. You know, I don't know what to say to my friends. It's okay, it's only one day, my wedding day. أَفَغَيْرَ اللَّهِ تَتَّقُونَ You fear other than Allah? What have they given to you? What favors have they shown to you? What control do they have over your life? Over your safety? They don't have any control. So don't fear them. وَمَا بِكُمْ مِن نِعْمَةٍ And whatever you have of any blessing فَمِنَ اللَّهِ So it is from Allah. Then how can you take a break from His obedience? How can you take a break from His remembrance? When everything you have is from Him. Think about what you're wearing right now. Every single person. From your glasses to your hijab pin and you know your hair clip and your jewelry inside and your clothes that you're wearing and the socks that you have on and the pen that you're using and the eyes that you're using. Everything you have is whose gift to you? Allah. وَمَا بِكُمْ مِن نِعْمَةٍ فَمِنَ اللَّهِ It is from Allah. Whether it is in body or it is in the form of money or it is in the form of family, whatever it is, it's from Allah. ثُمَّ إِذَا مَسَّكُمْ Then when it touches you, what touches you? الضُرُّ Adversity. Meaning any kind of harm, adversity, it touches you. Just touches you. It's just a slight harm. فَإِلَيْهِ تَجْأَرُونَ So to him, you cry for help. You start mooing. تَجْأَرُونَ is from the root letters جِيم Hamza Ra, And جُعَار is the mooing of a cow. What is it? The mooing of a cow or the mooing of a calf. Have you ever heard a cow mooing? Hmm? What does it sound like? Desperate? Hear this. Don't laugh. Listen. the whole body moving the whole body moving it's like a, a desperate call coming from deep within and calling out like it seems as though the cow doesn't even know what it's saying but it's just begging in desperation what does the sound tell you about the call of the cow about the mooing of the cow 
If you were to describe it, how would you describe it? Okay, desperate. What else? Yes, it's as though someone is taking in deep breaths to yell, like sobbing. And the sound is coming from deep. You know when Samari, he made the calf, he made it hollow from inside. So that when the wind would blow from one part to the other, it would make a moving sound. So when the sound comes from deep, what does it mean? That a person, you know, he's been trying to bury his faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's forgotten Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But then when that difficulty strikes, what happens from deep? You know, with all honesty, with all sincerity and desperation, he begins calling to Allah. And you notice how the cow doesn't just move once and stop. Makes a call. And then again makes a call. And then makes a call. Again and again and again. And this is what happens. When difficulty strikes, then people start calling out to Allah. Ya Allah, please, 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 please. They keep going on and on and on. It's as if we're being told, you have all these blessings, and you're busy enjoying them, and you forget your Lord. And as soon as some difficulty strikes you, then you remember your Lord. Then you call upon Him. And you call upon Him in desperation. You sob loudly. You sigh from deep inside. You pray to Him. But otherwise, you don't care about Him. You really don't care about Him. You enjoy everything and you forget Him. ثُمَّ إِذَا مَسَّكُمُ الضُّرُّ فَإِلَيْهِ تَجْأَرُونَ You call out to Him. ثُمَّ then إِذَا كَشَفَ الضُّرَّ عَنْكُمْ When He removes the difficulty from you, the adversity from you, what is it that you do? إِذَا فَرِيقٌ مِّنْكُمْ Then a group from among you, بِرَبِّهِمْ With their Lord, يُشْرِكُونَ They associate. Look at you. Look at you. You enjoy your life. When you're in difficulty, you call upon Him. And then He removes that difficulty from you and instead of thanking Him, instead of praising Him, you go on associating partners with Allah while He alone has helped you. Now this doesn't mean that if a person has been forgetful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at times of difficulty, he should not call upon Him. No, he should call upon Him. In fact, when a servant repents to Allah, he does tawbah, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is very happy with him. When he goes back to his Lord, Allah is very happy with that servant. However, after turning back to Allah, please don't turn away again. Don't forget him again. This is normal that you felt distant and adversity struck you and you because of that adversity you drew closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But once that adversity is over, please don't fall back down again because this is what is being mentioned over here. That when Allah removes the difficulty, a party of you, associate, partners with Him. My family is looking down on me. I want to get married. We make dua, we make tajot, we wake up. Everything is possible. We make them. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responding in our dua. But the first things in the wedding thing we do, we disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We take off our hijab. We do whatever time for salah coming. We do not want to remove our makeup. We do, we do. The only things we do, Despite all the dua we did it, we disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the first day, in the first moment. Yes. So that's the... Because remember that shirk is also fil mahabba, in love. Or fil khashiyah, in fear. So you were begging to Allah that Allah 
give you a particular blessing and then when the day Allah blesses you with that gift what do you do you start fearing others the way you should fear Allah you start loving others the way you should love only Allah liyakfuru bima atainahum liyakfuru so as a result they deny meaning they're ungrateful for what bima atainahum of that which we have given to them we gave them the blessings and what are they doing they're being ungrateful they're rejecting them as if Allah never gave them that blessing fatamattaru so okay go ahead enjoy yourself fasawfa ta'lamun soon you're going to know you will find out wayaj'aluna and they assign lima for that which la ya'lamuna they do not know they assign they ascribe for those whose reality they do not know what is this referring to the idols the false gods that they worship for them and why does allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describe them as ma la ya'lamuna there are things that people don't know about meaning they don't know whether these things are actually god or not like for example an idol a person believes it's god but is it actually factual knowledge or is it just stories and hearsay and just a feeling it's not factual ma la ya'lamuna and they assign for these objects nasiban a portion mimma from that which razaqnahum we have provided them allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has provided them with provision he has given them their children and their money and then what happens they dedicate their children their money to who to these gods these gods that have no reality to them these gods that have not done even a little bit of favor to them this is also ingratitude allah gives you everything and instead of thanking him what does a person do he uses it in a wrong way in a way that displeases allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and what is that act which allah hates shirk remember that the arabs what would they do whenever they would have some harvest or their animals would give birth they would dedicate a portion to their idols in order to please them in order to draw closer to them allah gave us these means these blessings so that we use them we thank allah for them and we draw closer to allah but what do people do they use these blessings to draw closer to who other than allah whether it's an idol or a human being whatever it may be back then it was idolatry and today in many places it's idolatry that is the focus of people but we also what do we do with the blessings that allah has given us when we use them do we remember allah or do we forget him more tallahi by allah latusalunna surely you are going to be questioned amma kuntum taftarun about that which you fabricate who gave you this right that you can fabricate all these things and you can make up all these gods who gave you that right wayaj'aluna and they make now over here the wrong ways of the mushrikeen are being mentioned whether it was their idolatry or shirk their associating partners with allah and that was done in different ways wayaj'aluna and they attribute lillahi for allah albanat the daughters they ascribe to allah daughters there were these certain tribes banu khuza'a banu kinana and they held this belief that angels are daughters of allah na'udhu billah angels are what daughters of allah so allah says they attribute to allah daughters subhana glorified is he perfect is he he doesn't have daughters he doesn't need daughters he doesn't need children but at the same time allah says wala hum ma yashtahun 
And these people who dare to ascribe daughters to Allah, these people have ma yashtahoon, whatever they desire. Meaning, what is it that these people desire for themselves? Daughters? No way. The mention of daughter, you know, it scares them. What do they like for themselves? Sons. They want sons for themselves. And here they are ascribing daughters to Allah. Not that ascribing sons to Allah is okay. No, ascribing any kind of child to Allah is not okay. But people are made to think that what kind of a standard have you set for Allah? What is it that you give to Allah? How is it that you show gratitude to Allah for so many blessings that He has given? That even when you're associating a partner with Allah, this is what you choose? It doesn't mean that ascribing sons to Allah is okay. It's just that they're dealing with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is being mentioned. How do you think about Allah? First of all, an idol that you make yourself, you make that as an equal to Allah. Allah who is so azim, who is so great. And you attribute this pathetic thing with Him. And then when you attribute children for yourself, you want sons. And for Allah, you choose daughters. What are you doing? وَإِذَا بُشِّرَ أَحَدُهُمْ And when one of them is given the good news, بِالْأُنْسَى Of a female, meaning of a female daughter, of a girl child, what happens? ظَلَّ وَجْهُهُ His face becomes مُسْوَدًّا Dark, meaning gloomy, fear-stricken, worried, embarrassed. The color changes. The color of the face changes. ظَلَّ وَجْهُهُ مُسْوَدًّا وَهُوَ كَظِيمٌ كَظِيمٌ From Kaf Lamim. Who is Kalim? One who is suppressing his agony, his pain, his sadness, his anger, his frustration. He's suppressing that. Meaning he just becomes silent and he's grieved deep in his heart. This is how he feels when he's given a daughter. Yatawara. Yatawara, he goes on hiding. Yatawara is from Wawraya. Remember in Suratul Ma'idah we learned, Liwari sawata akhi. That he could hide the corpse of his brother. It means to hide. So he goes on hiding himself, min al qawm from the people. He hides from his people, from his neighbors, from his relatives, from his friends. He doesn't want to see them. He doesn't want them to see him. Why? Because he's afraid they're going to ask. So what was it? A girl or a boy? And he doesn't want them to know that he had a daughter. He's so embarrassed that he doesn't want to let this information out. Min su'i. Because of the evil. Ma bushira bih. Of that which he has been given good news of. Meaning, the news of the birth of a child, any child, whether girl or a boy, is good news. But when this person, meaning a typical mushrik, when he's given the good news of the birth of a girl, he considers that to be su, evil news. It was better if you had not told me. You know, there is a documentary, It's a Girl. Have you seen it? Watch it. It's a Girl. The three most dangerous words that could be said in India or China, even today. You're talking about every kind of family, whether from people who are very rich or people who are very poor. All types of people. When they're told, it's a girl, that's it. Very dangerous for that child. Because if that child is still in the womb of the mother, the mother will be forced to have an abortion. You know, in India... It's illegal to have an ultrasound done for the purpose of sex determination. 
But still, what will people do? They will bribe the doctors or they will go to private clinics. They will sometimes force women because the mother doesn't want, because she knows what's going to happen. She is forced. You know, sometimes she'll be, like in this documentary, it's a girl, this woman, educated from a very well-off family, she was allergic to eggs or something, and her mother-in-law and her husband, they fed her something that had egg. So she was unconscious, anaphylaxis, right? And in that stay, they took her to the clinic, and they did an ultrasound, and they found out that the fetuses were girls. Okay? And now they were after the woman get an abortion done. She would not agree. They pushed her down the stairs in hopes that perhaps the fetuses would die themselves. She survived. She gave birth and now she is officially filed a case against the husband and the mother-in-law, but she is not heard. She is not heard. She is an educated woman from a well-off family, but it's as though she doesn't have a voice. And she's threatened. If you keep going on like this, you're in danger and your daughters are in danger. So, Think about it. This kind of ignorance even prevails today. And you're talking about people who are educated. People who are not educated, if they look down on daughters for whatever reasons, whether it is the burden of dowry or the burden of anything else, what was their reaction? When they're given the good news of a girl, it's su for them. Min su ima bushirabi. And he goes on hiding from people. He doesn't want anybody to find out that a girl has been born for him. And he wonders, أَيُمْسِكُهُ عَلَى هُونَ أَيُمْسِكُهُ عَلَى هُونَ أَشُدْ يُمْسِكُهُ He keep it, meaning keep the child, عَلَى هُونَ Despite the disgrace. Meaning if he keeps that daughter, he will have to face disgrace through his life. And unfortunately, this kind of thinking is even prevalent amongst the Muslims. That if somebody is asked, how many children do you have? I have three. All girls? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Ayumsikuhu alahun. People feel disgraced that they have a daughter, or they have more than one daughter, or they have all daughters, they have all girls. Ayumsikuhu alahun. I grew up in Pakistan, and we were three sisters. Okay, and my brother was born when I was like nine or ten years old, and I remember people asking, only sisters. You're only three sisters. You have no brother. Only three sisters and no brother. And at that time, I didn't understand why it was a problem. What's the big deal? Yeah, we're three sisters. We have a lot of fun. What's wrong with you? But this kind of thinking exists till today. Till today. If a person has a daughter, then they have another daughter. Parents feel embarrassed, or the extended family feels embarrassed, or the people feel sorry for them. People feel sorry for them. And if somebody has all boys, ah, wow. Ayumsikuhu alahun. This is jahiliya. This is ignorance. Should he hold it with humiliation? Amiyadusuhu fitturab. Or should he bury it in the dust, in the mud? Yadussu from Dal Sin Sin Dasa to bury. Or should he go and just bury that girl child in mud? Meaning bury it alive. Allah says, Allah Evil is that which they decide. Evil is that which they decide. 
the UN reports that approximately 200 million girls in the world today are missing 200 million girls because so many of them their births are not even registered as soon as they're born they're killed and it's amazing how sometimes the parents will confess themselves yeah i killed it i killed it the next day there have been reports of mothers refusing to nurse their babies baby girls are abandoned they're killed they're strangled to death a wet cloth is placed on their face so that they cannot breathe they will suffocate to death brutal ways are adopted to kill girl children today even ala sa'a ma yahkumun evil is that which they judge lilladhina la yu'minuna bil akhirah for those people who do not believe in the akhirah is mathalu saw a description of evil meaning only such people can do this who do not believe in the akhirah and who do not trust the decisions of their lord what do they do what kind of decisions do they make what kind of actions do they commit killing their children having bias against girl children ascribing partners to allah because if someone believes in the akhirah how can they kill a child how can a person kill a child a baby the arabs female infanticide was prevalent but it was not common everybody wouldn't do it it was only certain tribes certain people out of fear of poverty out of fear of embarrassment because for them any child that would be a source of income a source of strength a source of defense was worth taking care of and if a child was such that they were weak and you had to look after them and you had to protect them and you had to preserve them then they're a burden they're a liability so this is why certain tribes not all of them what would they do they would kill their female children they would kill them and there were also some noble people who would go to these families that as soon as a girl was born they would say don't kill it give her to us and they would raise that child themselves literally sometimes it would happen that a woman as soon as she enters a state of labor someone from the family goes and digs a hole the hole is ready so that okay the baby came out boy okay good girl okay خلاص throw it in cover it let's go home أم يدسه في التراب ألا ساء ما يحكمون للذين لا يؤمنون بالآخرة مثل السوء What an evil description What an evil way ولله المثل الأعلى And for Allah is a description that is the highest And what is that highest description that He deserves That there is no God worthy of worship but Him He is one, He is alone الأحد وهو العزيز الحكيم And He is the mighty, the wise So trust his decisions. If he's given you two daughters, if he's given you three daughters, if he's given you five daughters, six daughters, how many ever? Trust his decisions. He is Hakim. وَلَوْ يُؤَاخِذُ اللَّهُ النَّاسِ And if Allah were to seize people, meaning punish them, بِظُلْمِهِمْ Because of their sins, if people were punished immediately because of their sins, then what would be the state of this world? مَا تَرَكَ عَلَيْهَا مِنْ دَابَّةِ Allah would not leave on the surface of the earth even one دَابَّةِ One creature. Not even one animal would survive. Because obviously when people are destroyed somewhere, along with them, what else is destroyed? Everything that's around them, that is with them. So their properties, their houses, their buildings, and that includes their children also, and their animals also. So مَن تَرَكَ عَلَيْهَا مِنْ دَابَّةِ No creature would survive on the earth, meaning there would be no life on earth. وَلَكِنْ يُؤَخِرُهُمْ But he defers them إِلَىٰ أَجَلٍ مُسَمَّى Until a specified time. They only have a few 
moments to live. فَإِذَا جَاءَ جَلُهُمْ And then when their time comes, لَا يَسْتَأْخِرُونَ السَّاعَةَ They cannot defer it for even an hour, وَلَا يَسْتَقْدِمُونَ Nor can they proceed it. Meaning when they're meant to die, that is exactly when they will die. Not a moment before, not a moment later. So, what does this ayah teach us? That how patient Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with His creation. How sinful we are, how ungrateful we are, how terrible we are to one another. Yet He gives us time, yet He gives us a chance. But still, people have the audacity to blame Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the wrong that's going on, for the evil that's prevalent. This evil that's there on the earth, whose fault is it? Our fault. But what do people do? They blame Allah. وَيَجْعَلُونَ and they attribute لِلَّهِ for Allah ما يكرهون that which they dislike. Meaning, something they dislike for themselves, they ascribe it to Allah. What is it that they dislike for themselves? Daughters. What is it that they dislike for themselves? Partners. When someone hurls abuses at them. When someone is made equal to them. You know, when someone is not like you, they're nowhere near you in their qualifications, in their performance, but yet they are put in the same position as you. How do you feel? This is not fair. But yet, the creation is equated with the Creator. They ascribe to Allah which they do not like for themselves. They joke about Allah, such jokes which if they were made about them, they would hate it. They would pick a fight. They would go kill somebody. وَالتَّصِفُ أَلْسِنَتُهُمُ الْكَذِبِ And their tongues ascribe lies. They describe lies. تَصِفُ from wasf to describe, to mention a description. Meaning they lie with their mouths. أَنَّ لَهُمُ الْحُسْنَى That they will have good. They lie with their own mouths that they will get good. Where? In the hereafter. That Allah is still happy with me. Yeah, yeah, whatever happened, it happened. Allah is forgiving, He is merciful. Or simply, that just because I'm in a good state now, I will be in a good state in the hereafter. Think about it. How many sins do we commit? And yet we believe so firmly that we have a home in Jannah reserved for us. La jarama. No doubt about this. That anna lahumun nar. That indeed for them is fire. وَأَنَّهُمْ مُفْرَطُونَ And indeed they will be neglected. Mufratun is from ifrat. Farata. Ifrat is to exceed, to go ahead. So mufrat is one who is sent ahead. They will be sent ahead, meaning deep, deep, deep into hellfire, and then they'll be abandoned over there, never to be brought out. And this is the punishment for shirk, which is unforgivable. تَاللَّهِ by Allah, لَقَدْ أَرْسَلْنَا إِلَىٰ أُمَمٍ مِّنْ قَبْلِكَ We sent messengers to nations before you. فَزَيَّنَ لَهُمُ الشَّيْطَانُ أَعْمَالَهُمْ But shaitan adorned their deeds for them. فَهُوَ وَلِيُّهُمُ الْيَوْمِ So today he will be their friend. Meaning in hellfire, shaitan will be their friend. Because they please shaitan in the world. And in hellfire, he will be their companion. But what kind of a friend is he? Is he going to say any comforting words? Not at all. What is he going to say? He's going to blame He's going to put the responsibility on the sinners themselves. وَلَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ For all of them is a painful punishment. وَمَا أَنزَلْنَا عَلَيْكَ الْكِتَابِ And we have not sent down the book to you. إِلَّا except The only reason why we've given the book to you is لِتُبَيِّنَ لَهُمْ That you clarify to them الَّذِي اخْتَلَفُوا فِيهِ That in which they differ in. There are many differences that people have. Disagreements that they have. So the Qur'an is an answer to those disputes and differences. وَهُدًا وَرَحْمَةً It's a guide and a mercy. Because when it's a source of solution to so many differences, it becomes guidance and mercy. 
You know, a good answer is what? A source of guidance, a source of mercy. But who will benefit? لِقَوْمِ يُؤْمِنُونَ For people who believe. Meaning not everybody will take this guidance from the Qur'an, only believers will. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all true iman. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. وَقَالَ اللَّهُ لَا تَتَّخِذُوا إِلَهَيْنِ اثْنَيْنِ إِنَّمَا هُوَ إِلَهٌ وَاحِدٌ فَإِيَّايَ فَرْهَبُونَ وَلَهُ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَلَهُ الدِّينُ وَاصِبًا أَفَغَيْرَ اللَّهِ تَتَّقُونَ وَمَا بِكُمْ مِنْ نِعْمَةٍ فَمِنَ اللَّهِ ثُمَّ إِذَا مَسَّكُمُ الضُّرُّ فَإِلَيْهِ تَجَأَرُونَ ثُمَّ إِذَا كَشَفَ الضُّرَّ عَنْكُمْ إِذَا فَرِيقٌ مِّنْكُمْ بِرَبِّهِمْ يُشْرِكُونَ لِيَكْفُرُوا بِمَا آتَيْنَاهُمْ فَتَمَتَّعُوا فَسَوْفَ تَعْلَمُونَ وَيَجْعَلُونَ لِمَا لَا يَعْلَمُونَ نَصِيبًا قَنَاهُمْ تَاللَّهِ لَتُسْأَلُنَّ عَمَّا كُنْتُمْ تَفْتَرُونَ وَيَجْعَلُونَ لِلَّهِ الْبَنَاتِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَلَهُمْ مَا يَشْتَهُونَ وَإِذَا بُشِّرَ أَحَدُهُمْ بِالْأُنْثَى ظَلَّ وَجْهُهُ مُسْوَدًّا وَهُوَ كَظِيمٌ يَتَوَارَى مِنَ الْقَوْمِ مِنْ سُوءِ مَا بُشِّرَ بِهِ أَيُمْسِكُهُ عَلَى هُونٍ أَمْ يَدُسُّهُ فِي التُّرَابِ أَلَا سَاءَ مَا يَحْكُمُونَ لِلَّذِينَ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ بِالْآخِرَةِ مَثَلُ السَّوْءِ وَلِلَّهِ الْمَثَلُ الْأَعْلَى وَهُوَ الْعَزِيزُ الْحَكِيمُ وَلَوْ يُؤَاخِذُ اللَّهُ النَّاسَ بِظُلْمِهِمْ مَا تَرَكَ عَلَيْهَا مِنْ دَابَّةٍ وَلَكِنْ يُؤَخِّرُهُمْ إِلَىٰ أَجَلٍ مُسَمَّى فَإِذَا جَاءَ أَجَلُهُمْ لَا يَسْتَأْخِرُونَ سَاعَةً وَلَا يَسْتَقْدِمُونَ وَيَجْعَلُونَ لِلَّهِ مَا يَكْرَهُونَ وَتَصِفُ أَلْسِنَتُهُمُ الْكَذِبَ أَنَّ لَهُمُ الْحُسْنَى لَا جَرَمَ أَنَّ لَهُمُ النَّارَ وَأَنَّهُمْ مُفْرَطُونَ تَاللَّهِ لَقَدْ أَرْسَلْنَا إِلَى أُمَمٍ مِّن قَبْلِكَ فَزَيَّنَ لَهُمُ الشَّيْطَانُ أَعْمَالَهُمْ فَزَيَّنَ لَهُمُ الشَّيْطَانُ أَعْمَالَهُمْ فَهُوَ وَلِيُّهُمُ الْيَوْمَ وَلَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ وَمَا أَنزَلْنَا عَلَى 